You're listening to Watercolor Wash, a painting podcast for self-taught artists and whoever loves watercolors. My name is Vasu and my journey is just like yours. Hello everyone. So in today's episode, I want to take uh, my discussion from last episode a little bit forward. Uh, last episode, I talked about uh, painting from life. So majorly indoors in your house, finding out things of your daily life. Uh, <coughs> uh, majorly still life on on a calm, uh, unmoving setting. And that's, uh, I think that's the best way to start any uh, any kind of painting from life. And then you can go on and even choose bigger objects for instance like a corner of the room or or even a bigger setting uh, just uh, just inside your house and that will give you a lot more confidence but painting outside which is majorly uh, known as plein air painting plein air is uh, painting in open environment and it's a huge huge subject and most of the paintings, the gorgeous landscapes that we see from uh, golden era is done outside and um, in real locations. And uh, m- many a times when the painting is huge, uh, they, they used to do some sketching at first on location and then come back to the studio and then finish the painting. That's another way of doing it as well. But plein air painting is majorly finishing the whole painting on a setting. So you have to do a lot of things um, to, to make it work. For instance, light is not constant when you are painting outside. The only light source that you have is the sun. And it's, it changes position every single minute. And eventually, um, you have to be very quick uh, to, to do that. And watercolor is one such medium that that actually allows you to paint fast and uh, generally when there is a big block of um, of a subject for instance sky sky is a huge block and it allows you to uh, to paint it really really quick and that unfortunately that doesn't change with light a lot uh, just some shadows in the cloud might change uh, but it it doesn't change a lot even though it uh, you change faster but a good um, a good way to do that is remember the shadows when you started and anticipate uh, the sh- shadows when you will be painting and uh, go around such time and make and keep making a little bit of adjustment not too much like uh, you want to keep your uh, at that point you are trying to capture a moment in time a moment in history that you are actually trying to capture so so be true to that and it will definitely teach you how to learn from memory and there's so many things that you you're going going to learn um when you're painting outside and one of them is uh, one of them is perspective as i told you uh, i gave you a very small example in the last episode that how perspective is different in camera and how perspective is different in your eyes uh, when when looked upon your eyes but when you take it to a bigger setting and you actually see a lot of buildings 
and uh, more subjects which are having angles and uh, the knowledge of your perspective gets bigger and better uh, every time you go outside and sketch something. So that's one added advantage that you're going to get from painting outside. Another thing that you're going to learn is you'll get a lot more sense of, a uh, lot better sense of uh, space because in this setting, uh, in the in the household setting, uh, uh, the idea of space is limited and uh, whatever you have learned, you are definitely going to get, to learn the idea of space and distance uh, in, even inside home or outside. You, you live in a three-dimensional world, so definitely you're going to see that. But in this, um, in, in this setup, uh, especially in the landscape setup, you're going to learn uh, about distance a lot more. For instance, uh, let's say there's a tree which is a good uh, 300 or 400 feet away from you. So, and there is a grassland uh, just, just below that and then there is a road and, then, and you're looking at them. So the width on your paper of all these objects will start becoming, sorry, it will start becoming uh, very slow, um, very small in, in width. And that's uh, that's majorly going to uh, that's majorly going to uh, to help you learn a better understanding of space and um, space and distance uh, with landscape painting. So all the advantages are very similar. You are going to get better values. Uh, you are going to get better colors uh, uh, other than pictures. But uh, eventually. Um, major thing that you're going to learn is to to paint from real life is such an experience and it will enhance and make you a better artist each time you do it so keep in mind painting outside is not extremely easy um, but at the same time you have to pay that price you have to go out of your comfort zone and and get something done and that will that will give you immense immense confidence and that will also give you a lot of self-respect as an artist so that's uh, something you should look forward to now let's talk about some materials uh, that you need um, to to go out uh, and paint and i uh, i go with a very minimalistic uh, setup when i go out to paint so i have those one of those notepads uh, which is like A3 size notepa notepad, uh, which is a little bit bigger uh, than um, than the regular notepads. So that comes in my bag, in my big laptop bag. I put that one, and I, I clip uh, like four or five papers, a good uh, same size as board. I, I cut it. So that's very small space for your holding your paper and. Uh, uh, holding your paper on the notepad so that, that you get a surface and you can incline it and you can also go for a better tripod if you uh, if you have already and you are driving somewhere and you have a luxury of a uh, you have a luxury of taking it somewhere outside you can always use that Second thing that you're going to use is uh, like the colors don't compromise on colors fill your palette a lot of people say like, oh, you're going on an outside painting, outside setup, so you, you go with limited colors. Colors 
or like if, even if you're taking a tube or something with you, it doesn't take a lot of space. It definitely comes in your backpack. So I, I don't take any tubes. I just fill my palette um, completely and I, then I go. So don't compromise on colors and take three or four good brushes with you and make sure you roll them nicely so that it doesn't get damaged in your while traveling. So that's a very small amount, one palette and then this. And then I take a like a mason jar, uh, maybe a half a liter mason jar already filled with water. That's uh, that's a good way to do it. And also I can find water somewhere where I go. So that's uh, so sometimes I take uh, uh, if I know that I'm going somewhere where I can get water very easily. I don't carry water um, uh, with me. I usually go for a walk. Uh, in China, I, I find a lot of great parks. And in those parks, I can always find water. So I, I don't carry it so much, so many things. So it's part of my walk on, on a weekend if I'm going for a walk in the morning. So around 9 or 10, uh, I'll walk for an hour. And then around 9 and 10, I'll pick up a spot and sit there, get some water in, in the bottle and then start and finish the painting majorly in um, an hour or so or maybe a couple of hours a little bit more sometimes depending on the subject that I'm choosing and so that's uh, that's your color and water uh, water and brush and uh, and that should all come in one of your backpacks and that's that's all you need third thing that you need if you are going to a to a place where you don't have a luxury to find a chair so I get like a foldable chair. Uh, in, in China, these things are very common. You can easily find um, like a foldable chair which comes, uh, which you can actually roll and uh, put it as, uh, and you can hang it somewhere. So I have one of those chairs and I take it and uh, it's, it's, I recommend you to get that chair because it becomes really difficult and and wear a hat if you if you have uh, like you obviously you have to wear a hat until you find somebody some place where you can find some shadow uh, to s find some shed to sit under that so always good to carry a hat uh, with you that's uh, these are must things and very minimal things uh, to be fr uh, to be frank to go out um, for painting um, now let's talk about how to start it. You know, it's um, some people get embarrassed and uh, it's not easy um, to paint outside because uh, there's always, there are a couple of things. First thing, it's not natural for these days. It's not very normal practice. You don't see a lot of artists painting outside. So th there is, um, I would say, a hesitancy that, is always in your mind what will people think if I am sitting alone and painting second biggest uh, challenge that you face or biggest fear that you face is what if I'm not good at it what if I'm not good at it and people will who are walking by will look at it and then they they will judge me by my work that okay he's not good he's trying to paint but he's not good and that is something uh, which is very hard to cure and it it comes uh, from inside a lot and I, believe it or not I had that fear and 
uh, and as soon as I started painting, that fear was gone. Like on day one, bang on, I was, I sat in front of a tree, and I just painted that tree. So start, like you know, pick up a very simple object at first. First thing that you need to do, forget about object. Find a place which is not very populated. Uh, and very less people go around that place. So start something uh, somewhere lonely. Take take your headphones with you. Play some good music. Cut off yourself from the outside world. Go near the subject that you are going to paint. Look at the exact colors when you are looking at them uh, from the eye, and uh, like, and then come back to the position that from where you want to paint. And if you have a viewfinder like a square cut viewfinder on a paper that's perfect for looking at things and finding a good composition so as i told you in the last episode that um, you have a full freedom to choose from uh, to choose your composition in a photograph you already have a composition you know you cannot uh, you don't have a choice unless you have it has been taken by you uh, purposely that I'm going to place this object here that object there but in real life scenario you have so much choice that you can go and um, uh, you can go and pan your vision wherever you want to uh, wherever you want to paint and and get the best of the composition that you want to, to, to paint and third thing that uh, that you need to do take care of is uh, since you have found a place where nobody goes or like also be sure that that place is safe and at the same time cut off yourself from the world and start sketching uh, try to find out the biggest shapes and start sketching those and your sketch should not be very detailed when you're painting first time and uh, in the in the outside so try to finish the sketching within five to ten minutes. That's that's a lot of time to uh, to paint. One of the tricks that uh, to make it faster is uh, pan your position in such a way, plan your painting in such a way that that sixty percent of that the the horizon line is is on the lower half of your paper. So most of the things that you get is majorly sky. So that that makes it a lot more easier, and then pick up some objects like, for ex- for instance, a building or a tree that is that is going up to like eighty percent of the height of the paper. So so that way you can get you know um, that way you can create your composition really really quick, and also use a smaller paper at at the beginning in the first few outings. Use a smaller paper. And there's nothing to be ashamed of making a small in, smaller paintings. A lot of, lot of artists, great artists, have painted so many small subjects, so many small paintings, and they're phenomenal. I have seen, um, even I, I was just looking at John Singer Sargent's painting. They were not uh, human size, uh, which were done in watercolor outside. They were very little, mostly A4 size, and then some bigger than that, and some in a roll format. So that's start small and uh, and be clever uh, try to get the composition that is easier to paint at the beginning and then once you finish your first painting you'll get so much confidence and then you want to try your luck harder 
and uh, you'll definitely you don't need my advice to what to paint or not to paint what not to paint uh, your hands like you know your eyes will pick up whatever you want to paint uh, there is a certain amount of attraction that we all have towards a certain thing and we end up painting mostly those so it's uh, the subject is very subjective um, to most of the people and that's that's the way to to get a kickstart kick another thing that um, that will come to you is you will you'll get a lot of attention as soon as you know you start finding out places where some people are coming and looking at your art uh, you'll start getting a lot of attention it's it's nice to have a good smile and being appreciated is is great but do not in, indulge much uh, and uh, maintain the focus throughout because it, it's kind of a meditation that you are doing right there and uh, if you mix it up uh, with external attractions it's definitely going to impact your work for for a moment yes you can definitely take a break to to straighten your back because it's a back breaking <laughs> of work frankly if, uh, i have done that i have um, one day i did uh, two paintings um, and both of them were like 3 hour long one in the morning and one after the lunch and i had a very sore back so definitely um, do some stretching uh, right there when you're there and uh, get back to your work like take 5 minutes break um, go go for like if it's it's great if you get carry coffee with you uh, or like a lot of people take smoke breaks and uh, that way like you know you can also it also gives you a chance to you know revisit your work and look at your work from far look at work uh, your work from distance and come back to it and correct it so taking breaks works as well and also it gives you you know um, a newer perspective uh, about your work so that's uh, that's that's a very good thing also another thing is if you uh, like uh, what i notice is sometimes like if one person comes if you are in a park setting if one person comes and he stands by you looks looks at your work for 5 minutes keeps looking at you and then a lot of people come by and they stop as well and it becomes kind of a demonstration and it's great uh, it's a good thing to have people admiring your work while you are doing it because usually people don't admire art once it is finished and they do not see the struggle behind that so it's good to have you know it's kind of a service um, to show that yes it's it's hard as any other work at the same time uh, uh, there's a certain amount of skill that is needed to achieve this it's great but don't get uh, under the impression of impressing them so my number one rule is when when in a public setting when you're painting do not try to impress them try to impress yourself try to do something that you would do when you are alone so that's that's uh, the only thing that can keep your painting um stick to to the idea what you once saw we definitely move our brush differently when people are looking at it so uh, it's like you know uh, that's all that old saying dance if is no da- dance as if nobody is looking at you similarly paint as if nobody is looking at you 
do exactly the same things that you would do when you're alone. So that's that's my number one rule when I'm surrounded by other people. It's good to chat with them and if they ask questions and I, I have found a lot of my customers uh, that way as well because, you know, um, people, uh, they right now in this age, um, it's not easy to find a lot of art enthusiasts, but there are still people, you know, who appreciate good art and if they see something in making and it, 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 it generates more interest than actually looking at the art at the outcome. So, so they definitely get attracted to um, uh, attracted uh, to the work, and they, they want to know more. And it's it's if you're finding a customer, great, do that, talk to them, and that's how you make relations as well. I have exchanged a lot of uh, cards during that process, and it definitely helped me out, put my name out there. Sometimes they. Uh, they know someone who knows a gallery or something. And another misfortune that has happened in this particular century is um, art is, it's also a problem of a lot of galleries that they created such a stigma around art that art is expensive and it cannot, and if, if something is cheap, it's not a good art. So that's that's another stigma that has been created around and it will um, impact while you're painting at that moment and people look at you. And then um, it's our job to, you know, to take that stigma out and uh, take, take that confusion out from people's mind that uh, it's a very natural process and it depends on how bigger your names have got, gotten. And definitely the artists who sell very high, not, I'm not talking about everyone, but most of the artists that I see with great paintings they have painted really, really long. They have painted so many paintings. They have failed so many times. And they have every right to sell as high as they can. And if they, they, as long as there are people buying it. And uh, making art expensive is uh, it's just like I blame galleries for that. It's Nowadays, it's, it's like 50 to 60% of commission. So, and, and I go by with my... Um, Per square inch price, so it def it's already a little bit uh, thick, and then and galleries make it fatter, a lot fatter um, to afford to a lot of people. Uh, um, luckily, my paintings are <laughs> are not super expensive. Uh, I just uh, I just charge what I feel like uh, is the right price. I think I think I I don't think two point five dollars per square inch is too high of a price if you look at the people who are who are selling fifty dollars per square inch it's like mine is nothing in in front of that 20 times lesser and so it's uh, yeah let's come back to the topic of uh, landscape painting again so <clears throat> try not to impress do something that exactly what you you would have done when you're alone so that's number one rule uh, to keep uh, to stick to your to your work. Third thing uh, that I want to tell um, is about uh, when try to find different locations. 
like uh, once you have painted in a park and it's mostly f uh, a, f a fauna and flora and you're just um, painting some foliages and trees and then try to change subject to more like uh, uh, all the three elements of the nature, sky, land and water uh, <clears throat> in a setting, go by a lake and then paint because water is a very interesting thing to paint under light and number one thing is that is not as stationary as two other two objects your sky is stationary land is mostly stationary unless there is a wind and trees are moving very very fast and then water always will have waves you know so that's that's something which is very special to paint and also it changes with the with the sun so the colors changes with the sun it's very interesting thing to paint water when you're outside and then go to like some settings which are architectural and st and don't pick up yet like uh, like don't pick up yet the crowd of buildings so you you are the master of your own composition here you can definitely avoid painting you know you can remove something from your uh, from your painting like suppose you're looking at four different p buildings in that frame and you you want to paint that frame but not these two or three buildings so you you have a lot of freedom to change things uh, on the run and uh, you can just in the beginning you can just start painting one building or one house or one door that's that's all you need to do so so you get a lot of freedom when you are painting something and um, another thing I I have picked picked up even smaller things when I'm painting outside, like a fire hydrant. So that's it's definitely not a huge landscape, but it it's a plein air painting, like a painting a fire hydrant in a A4 size paper. And so that's uh, I think it's in, it's on my Instagram. I will. Uh, uh, the problem with the this podcast upload is the pictures that I have are not the good size and I need to f find out all those painting the physical painting to take pictures again uh, to upload on this podcast uh, but anyways so you can also find uh, smaller objects when you're painting outside like that fire hydrant I painted you can also paint uh, like the the pots around the road uh, there are a lot of fl uh, flowers around the roads here and you can paint those as well so enhance your um, enhance your subjects enhance the variety of your painting when you're outside and then slowly start painting <coughs> cityscapes urban sketching and uh, and a lot of other stuff that you can go there, there there's a whole uh, limit to it do it on a good weekend be rested take a great sleep uh, the night before go there early yeah and the best time to paint is if it is um, if it is this overcast uh, weather that way your light will not change at all there will be no shadows first of all there is no sun it's cloudy not raining best time to paint uh, you can go because your shadows will not change i do a lot of my painting uh, in that setting usually uh, Unfortunately, I am very scared of cold since I'm from India. 
I, I live in a very hot weather and it's always sunny. But when I came to China, the first day I came here, it was so much snow <laughs> and that I really got scared and and it's not comfortable for me to paint outside when it's snowing or it's uh, it's even when it's not snowing and th these three months December January and February I don't go out to paint I paint inside or even if I go out to paint I paint indoors in, in certain locations for instance I go to a tea shop uh, in China a traditional tea shop so in uh, so tea is very big in China especially like green tea rose tea there are various thousands of varieties of tea and they have special shops uh, just to drink tea you know in a very private setting you can have a room um, with a slide door and and uh, the tea is being drunk very slowly in small cups and um, so one of those shops also has an attachment that where I went one one time and they have a lot of pottery uh, the tea pottery and which is uh, which was extremely expensive when I went in there and uh, there some items are imported from Japan and they share some culture uh, from Japan as well I'm, I'm not so sure I, I don't want to be culturally wrong but what I heard from them was this pot came from Japan so there were like 15 different kind of pots were from Japan a lot of uh, from China most of them were from China so I picked up pots and put up in a table and they were really happy when I was painting indoors with that because I always have that bag with me when I'm outside uh, for such situation and I painted that inside the tea shop and I became a regular uh, there and I whenever I get uh, some free time I I go there and they serve me tea free of cost they respect me and I finish the painting sometimes I give it to them um, and they have it framed in their shop so it's and they talk about it that it's painted by a foreign artist uh, from India uh, such a great feeling such a great feeling uh, to have your art displayed and talked about every day someone else comes it's uh, and and so since I'm in the, that topic I just wanted to share one uh, moment with you uh, about the value of art so I definitely we want to make money out of art but the value of a painting or the value of art is when when it's shown or when it's admired somewhere and it's kept it's framed and it's put somewhere to be seen so that's that's my like you know the true value of art a lot of people on my Facebook uh, my friends uh, generally my friends and family and relatives they say please paint my daughter please paint someone uh, that I know and send it to me as a picture and that to me is it's very hard for me to explain to them that see it will become a Facebook post and you will probably get like a thousand like on that and definitely not going to get thousand likes but like it's only celebrated for a day or maybe for a week and not even a real art it's it's it will just become a picture and I'm not comfortable doing that for you 
I yes, I I definitely post on Instagram, but all those paintings are with me, and this is something that I wanted to paint. So that's that's personal to me. I don't want to paint your daughter because I don't know, or I haven't studied, I haven't studied her. Uh, just painting from a picture that without a commission, it's it's something that's uncomfortable to me. So the value of the art is much higher when it is being appreciated or it is being celebrated somewhere. So that's that's very personal to me. So you can always find a coffee shop or like, you know, a favorite place of yours, your, a friend of yours who has a flower shop or, or even a bakery, you know, and you can gift them that painting that you do it there. And you, you can do like 15 paintings there or the period of time. You can create a body of work if you go there every day. I also went to a, a special Chinese stone shop. They have uh, they have shops where they have stones of different shapes, and I forgot the name of that stone, but it's, it's, it's a really nice stone, and it is uh, also used for decoration around uh, bonsai plants. And uh, so, so in this shop, they are framed and uh, you can check on my Instagram maybe a year earlier uh, and uh, you can find some of the rock paintings that I did in that shop. Unfortunately, that shop got moved um, after a couple of weeks I went there and he, I still have the new address but it's, it's too long now that I, I would show myself uh, there and, um, and paint. So, so yeah. Coming to the point that you can also paint indoors when you're going outside somewhere. And that's, uh, that's, that will just enhance your, the diversity of the subjects that you can paint and the settings and the lights where you can paint. So that's, uh, that's something that, that will be uh, great. And it's, it's also a good uh, conversation starter when you're painting outside. You can always make friends. So there's a lot of benefits of painting outside, planar painting. It's amazing. It's an experience that will cost you nothing. You know, uh, we a lot of things that happens in our life and we pay for it. Like you go to a Disneyland, which is an experience. You pay money and uh, this is one of the experience that you can definitely, you definitely should experience as an artist. Even if you're not interested in plein air painting go for an experience and and see what it does to you it's it could be um, convincing uh, for some it could be troublesome for some but it's definitely you know I want to do it more and more but life comes in between and um, on you have to do a lot of housework on weekend and this something this is something that get aside and and if you're living in the part of the world who have like longer days it's a great idea to get off the work around 5 and if if you have sun until 9 um i think in europe in in northern hemisphere you'll find a lot of countries having longer daylight and that that's that's something that can be taken advantage of uh, and for here as well um, in summers, it goes until like eight, like uh, seven-ish good light. 
uh, until you you can paint and then do not try to um, to put lot of stress on your eyes if the light is getting low but if you can find a squeeze some time out of day uh, if you leave uh, your office at 5 5:30 and you live nearby or from the office you can go somewhere nearby where you can paint easily that that can definitely you know if you're into landscape painting because the number of times you go it 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 increases it trains your muscles for landscape painting and you can achieve a lot and i would say so please try it so many so many benefits so much you can learn uh, from from plein air painting and other than that you know it's a great satisfaction it's a gr- it's a great teacher and uh, you'll get a lot of confidence let's talk about uh, i want to do some self promotion um right now i have the only thing that i have outside i, I don't want to open up a, uh, a patreon or like um, but i definitely want to keep my podcast supported and the things i want to do um, in a public um domain is to keep it supported and right now in public domain i have only skillshare classes and i have this podcast which i record whenever i get free time and uh, which is very rare that i get and i haven't painted a lot i have been recently uh, doing some work uh, on my body to to get fit so that i can paint longer uh, after retirement and then uh, so that has taken a lot of my day and uh, so please support my podcast share it with your friends if you if you wish uh, if you have any and uh, do check out my skillshare classes the best thing about my skillshare classes the production value i'm trying to increase and you'll definitely see very high quality class but the feedbacks that i got from the people in my skillshare class is your content is perfect this is how i wanted to learn so the way i teach a certain thing is i do not hide my strokes i i show all of my strokes the paintings are always in real time and i also speak while i'm painting so i i do not voice over it at that point of uh, i'm planning to voice over it but i want to make it as natural as it is i wanted to share whatever i am doing at the uh, in a very real time so that's the format that i do and uh, right now i have six classes over there and all those classes i have done the drawing um within like 5 to 10 minutes by simplifying the painting and uh, the unique point of my skillshare classes is i strategize the painting which saves a lot of your time and which makes you paint to the point so do check out my skillshare classes link is on the description and you can always check out my artwork on my instagram either it was without wc and i put up there everything good or bad mostly good um so you can always check on my instagram thank you so much and i really appreciate especially people from north america and they are my biggest listeners i was looking at the stats so 70% of my listeners are from america and uh, from germany and <laughs> uh 
from India only 2%. I would love to uh, increase that number that my countrymen should listen to me. And uh, India has a great potential of, uh, and a lot of watercolor artists there uh, who, are, uh, who are beginning to come out just like me. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate. Uh, happy Thanksgiving in advance.